coming up with this silly little rhyme about swimming and swimming real fast and you know i'm gonna have a blast your social kick check it welcome to social kick i'm brian lundquist we got a partial crew luke paddington but filling in the twofer World record holder, Andre Govorov, and assistant coach at Queens, Elliot Tasnik. What's going on, guys? How are you? Thanks for having us. Good to see you. Yeah, great Good. to see you guys. Amazing, like, amazing opportunity to chat with you. A lot yeah. of respect whenever sprinting is in the room, especially dear to my heart, the 50 butterfly. I have no idea how the hell you could ever swim a 50 butterfly in 22-2. It's insanity to me, but still... Super awesome. Love to get to chat about it. But first, dude, what's going on? What are you guys doing? You're in Charlotte. You're getting ready for Worlds. Andre, maybe start us off. What's the life update? Uh, well, I mean, life is just I try to move on with my passion, like swimming. And swimming leads me into like better places. I've been training in Portugal, as you probably uh, know before. Uh, and it was a great time there for almost for a year. And I swam quite a good time there, 50 freestyle, like 21.98 last season. Uh, and, and then, you know, um, the program itself was uh, a bit a bit too hard for me in the aerobic wise. And I like, I felt that I need to just get back into something that I really like. And at the end, it's just my life and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And if I want to quit swimming at the end, I want to spend my last days of something that I'm doing with a full joy and sprinting a lot, uh, getting like max lactate and that's why I went to Charlotte because Elliot is a, my big friend that always giving me help, uh, always supporting me. And it uh, was his initiation to give me a chance to stay here and train what I really like to train. So, but uh, Portugal, it was a big challenge for me and the training wise, I tested myself a lot and I swam fast. It's uh, just probably for me was a bit, uh, I got a little bit, uh, missing sprinting more short distances that's mm -hmm. that's the only thing but the coach the albertino silva he's a great coach they had a great team as physiotherapists like daniel maedas and uh, semi uh, in the uh, igor silveira they have a great team of brazilian portuguese people that uh, doing very good there so uh, they are very professional so i really appreciate their help at the time but i need to move on i, I want just to enjoy life a little bit like how i want to do it so that's why i'm here yeah it's kind of funny to hear you talk about uh, uh your enjoyment in life is coming from choking on lactate and doing oh yeah, like max oh, yeah. Sprinting. That's, that's why i left swimming because it's so freaking hard but <laughs> um yeah, Just but, testing, yeah. <laughs> so well elliot what's what's your side of things give us the life update you've last time we spoke you were in hawaii and then you've been a few places since so what's going on with you yeah so um a lot of things outside the pool. Uh, got engaged to uh, my beautiful fiance Shauna, and um, she wa was finishing her fellowship in electrophysiology, which is cardiology specialty at Stanford. And so um, went there for the summer. And Greg and Dan and and Neil and the staff there was very welcoming, and we were on deck every day together. That was awesome. And then. Um, you know, during that time, we're looking for where do we want to, you know, purchase a house, start a family. And Charlotte was on the top of that list. And so mm. I knew, you know, uh, Jeff before Jeff Dugdale beforehand and reached out to him. We had talked through the summer and was welcome with open arms. And 
it's been an amazing experience um, coaching both the collegiate team and the postgrads here, and we're very happy. Uh, Elliot, well, I swam from McGill University in Montreal, and our arch rivals was a university called Queen's University. We had sayings, Queen's this, this, Queen's is that. We hated it. <laughs> so when I read that you went to Queen's, I'm like, you're going to Canada? You're going to Ontario? What? The? <laughs> I don't know anything about Queen's University. Can you describe the team, the environment, you know, what conference we're in? Just give us a little rundown on, on the team. Sure. So um, with the school itself, it's just about 1,500 students. Yeah. So very small, but placed on a beautiful campus in a great neighborhood here in Charlotte. And they've been a Division II powerhouse for years. I mean, mm. I believe the team was initiated, started about 11 years ago, and they have, you know, multiple, multiple championships yeah. under their belt. And um, and now transitioning from Division II to Division One. So we're in, wow. that takes four years to go through that process. We're in year two, so uh, very... Uh, grateful to be a part of this transition and, you know, come out gunslinging when that day one of uh, uh, full division one starts. And um, yeah, it's just the, the best thing I could say with the team is uh, for me personally, uh, the, the coaching staff is amazing. Um, Jeff, Nick, John, Bob Grosseth is here, uh, Meredith, and, and it's just a, an awesome, loving, caring engaged staff that's here and that that trickles down to the team itself i mean the the values that the team has all the things outside of swimming fast are absolutely amazing with this team well congrats on that transition and it's great to have a, a family that's what swimming is um when i was also at mcgill every once in a while we had these olympic medalists come and train with us marcel vuda marianne limpert and it blew our mind it was one of the great things you now have a world record holder training of you explain to me how that happened what's your relationship like with andre how did he end up there and what's on about what's the reaction of the team when you see when you see a world record holder in the pool next to you yeah, sure well this this is uh not our first rodeo andre and i um it all started when when russia invaded ukraine uh i, I did not personally know andre but we have mutual friends mm -hmm. and i reached out and was just like hey man is there anything you need like is there anything i can help you with to be honest, I was probably expecting maybe uh, send him a couple hundred bucks and wish him the best and, you know, like all my heart, buddy. And he said, uh, well, I think the best thing at this time is to, you know, kind of get out of Europe and represent Ukraine on uh, the international level the best I can. And so I'm like, bring it on. And he flew out to Hawaii. We trained together for a couple months in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And then we hit the road together. We went to Mare Nostrum World Championships in Budapest. European championships in Rome and spent the whole summer together. So an amazing experience. I picked up um, not only not a lot of knowledge from him, but a great friend, mm -hmm. care for him very much. And again, you know, with worlds coming up and trying to, you know, get to the Olympics and represent Ukraine the best as possible. Uh, it's a you know, great environment. Oh, sorry, sorry. I just lost the signal. Okay. Oh, we we got you. Well, Elliot, what about Ramon Checker? Distance swimmers uh, invited to your program? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> I don't He's know back, to, be back to Ukraine now. He back to Ukraine. He he left <laughs> uh, the Germany. Yeah, yeah. He's he's back to Ukraine now with his old coach. I think he's a uh, head coach of Ukrainian team for now. 
And so oh, back to your question of how does this affect the team? Obviously, it just raises the enthusiasm, um, yep. you know, the gain for knowledge and being the best self that you can. And Andre likes to engage and pass his knowledge. So it just kind of raises the level of everything for everybody. All right. So 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 now, Andre, let's, let's switch it to you. So you're in an environment with NC, NC2A Division Two team training and you got world championships in you must be leaving soon. It's, it's in, yeah. like a week or so. in a week. Yeah. yeah. And Elliot, your program is getting ready for Division Two championships, which is, you know, a couple of weeks before Division One championships. And then you've got qu- qualification. Talk us through, Andre, what's your plan, especially for the next like. What's your macro cycle plan? Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming down, you're resting, and then you're going to go back. And then, Elliot, you follow up after. What's your coaching plan to manage these different responsibilities? So, Andre, you go first. Uh, look, for me, it was a bit kind of unusual year. I think I got a little bit of overtrained of aerobics, and I needed to get out of that. And I was struggling with overtraining physically and mentally for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this was my escape with Elliot, right? And he helped me to uh, just get back into the shape. Now for this world, of course, uh, for me, the like minimum program is just to be competitive and the level I usually expect. And competitive meaning it's just uh, being able to show your best, best potential for this period of time. And I don't want to say like results wise or something because we always expect the best times and no miracles happening every day. But what we're seeing now, we're just growing every week. And uh, every week we have a little bit better results in the swimming pool. And that's what makes my life yeah. uh, enjoyable. That's what I was seeking for. I was seeking for exactly for this. Uh, mm-hmm. Training, having results, being happy, eat good food, uh, sleep well, not putting so much pressure on myself. And I just want to enjoy, enjoy these high-level yeah. competitions in the way I could. And of course, uh, like I'm leaning toward Olympics. I want to do the 50 freestyle in Olympics. Uh, zero, zero, 002 away from me to anytime if I do the A-cut, I just go to Olympics. Because yeah. we have uh, just Buhoff, one guy with A-cut already. So, okay. uh, and uh, we ju- I just going to need to do it as well. And uh, as soon as I have a cut, I'm just going to focus on best performance possible. Because yeah. uh, like going back into, th- into 16, when I uh, came to Brazil, to Arielson Silva, yeah. I had just six months to fully prepare myself and I dropped half a second in the 50 freestyle at that moment. So I'm pretty sure that being a sprinter, it's a blessing and a curse together. So you can get your shape as quick as possible, maybe in three months, best shape of your life, but you also can lose it quick. So I'm just on this process of enjoying swimming. That's mostly like that. I'm just going to interject quickly. So um, back in 96, when I was trying to make the Atlanta games, I was trying to get the B cut in 53 and then Charlotte was one of my races. And that's where I was going to the ultra swim to, to qualify. And I remember that we had like five or six periods we can qualify. Your time is a 2198. You got to get under now, I believe, or something like that. What's 96, your- I swam 98 and 96. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, how much pressure are you putting on that? Or are you just going out there to swim fast and what happens, what happens? You know, you touch your wall, you can't control it. You're just going to have fun. Talk about that. Uh, I, I've been through tough period of time in uh, Tokyo. Like I, I, I wasn't able to make a cut last uh, last time. But a lot of reasons for that, COVID plus surgery. Mm-hmm. And I needed to, like to recover myself then. Uh, I couldn't train with my coach at that time. And I just put so much pressure that every uh, 50 freestyle for me was a torture. 
So I'm just smashing myself as much, much as I can, and it's, it's just not coming. 22-1, 22-1, 22-1, and it's just 0-0-5 away from the cut, 0-0-3 away from the cut. And then I just let it go, and I don't want to repeat the same. For me yeah. now is the target. Uh, let's see the butterfly as well. Like maybe the butterfly gonna come back. Uh, and um, for me, it's quite uh, uh, like I have a kind of good expectation about butterfly right now. Well, so I want I want I want to get to that. But Elliot, I want to go back to you. I wanna, I'm interested to see how you as a coach are managing. You know, just at a macro cycle level. You know, you got a national team commitments. You got you know Olympic qualifying problems, but you also uh, um, qualif- qualifying requirements. But you also have Division Two championships coming up and your conference championships. How are you managing the two um, as a from a coaching perspective? One thing at a time, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we also have three athletes, uh, student athletes from Queens that will be attending uh, World Championships, oh. okay. and they're trying to make the Olympic cuts for their respective countries as well. Two from mm-hmm. Slovakia and one from Hungary. Wow. So I'll be supporting. Um, them and Andre and some of our other Aloha Aquatica teammates like Ben and yeah. and and just there to uh, to assist them in their achievements. And then after that, after Doha, land the very next day, go to <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee for our ASUN uh, conference championships. Wow. So busy time. Uh, but I think, you know, to answer your question, too, yeah. looking at the general perspective yeah. of it, that's why it's awesome yeah. to have a great staff of coaches. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just that that you have trust in them and they have trust in you. And whether you're in the Middle East or North Carolina, everybody's getting the job done. You know, it, it's a good it's a good that uh, let's talk about your international uh, swimmers who are off the worlds. It, it, it's often a challenge for the college coaches to really give it their all, all for these international swimmers for their, their, their particular aspirations. Um, you know, like I don't want to tape you on rest for you three weeks before conference meets to go and qualify for the Olympics or what have you. I need you for championships and for the relay. How, I mean, how are you balancing that and, 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 and working on that balance to respect their needs, but also your commitment to what's best for Queens university? Um, just 100%, 100%, um, support their aspirations. If yeah. it's making the Olympic team, we're all in for that. And mm-hmm. if you make the Olympic team for your country, you're probably going to do pretty well at the conference championships too. Um, so for us, we're, we're all in for whatever they want to do, including their international aspirations. No, many oh, coaches yeah. think like that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andre, let's talk about butterfly sprint butterfly. What's, what's clicking right now? You said that one's feeling good uh yeah honestly like when i came here it was my first time 25 fly yards ever in my life um i've been i've been in america before i've, I've been training but i never really raced from the block uh, and like i had never done it and um, the first day we came i think i swam nine six something like that after a break so i came here after a break of like three weeks was not doing anything besides gym and i didn't feel good in the water but that was, was just a testing thing right and now we're doing nine zero, so I just dropped zero six, and it was quite good feeling. And it's just we just start kind of taper part of the time. So uh, I don't know what those seconds meaning because every coach take differently, and, uh, and this is irrelative to just challenge sometimes. But what I felt that I have an improvement that's very important to me. Feel this and enjoying swimming about butterfly that I don't have any hesitations, I don't feel any tensions or something. So. 
And that that's what makes me feel happy about the butterfly right now. Yeah, like think about, if I may, if I may, think about this scenario. Uh, we have a world record holder training with us and, you know, kind of the college team is getting out. He's getting in yeah, and, and uh, he's about to do his first yard races ever. <laughs> We're talking about a 31-year-old man that's been a professional his entire life that's about to get up and go a 50 free yards for the very first time. So everybody just kind of is like awesome. stops what they're doing. Yeah. And, and, um, and he misses a turn. No. <laughs> well, he did have to look up. I told him, watch out, that wall's coming quick. But, um, yeah. uh, you know, I'll let Andre share the time if you want. But I said if it wasn't under 20, uh, it doesn't count. And he was well under 20 seconds. So that was fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was good. Well, without, without underwaters. So I, I'm not the guy who is doing underwaters. And since like 216, 17, I think I've never really raced uh, – short course anymore. I was really focused on long course, like world record, all this stuff. But I've been very good uh, in my yeah, like younger age. I've been winning three times short course Europeans, 50 butterfly. I've been medalist in 53 many times. I know how to do short course, but then the guys learned how to do underwaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my old races was like four kicks one side, four kicks another side. So, and I have, I've managed to swim 22-29 is my short course national record 22 27 long course so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I keep stuck with that i don't really want i like i of course i wanted to improve my underwaters i wanted i worked so hard but sometimes you're just not doing the right thing to improve it so i'm still in the learning process process and now meeting marius kush uh, from germany he's great underwater guy yeah. and he just gave me like just a couple of suggestions and it's already felt differently so it gave me a thought that maybe just one mistake of like keeping knees together can help you know i was like kicking like that and now together it makes sense right like having a fin instead of two separate sticks uh-huh. like a lot of things that you learn being 30, 30, 31 years old and uh, learning these simple things that should be logic and uh, that's why i appreciate that i will have a chance to to be with elliot and learn from other guys uh-huh. and i think this is the main the main reason to um not, not the main reason but the main key of being different level athlete is just to learn like every day, no matter what happening with your life or, or your world record holder or your Olympic champion, keep learning because yeah. it's never going to be the same. It's like 10 years later, you still can be a fast swimmer, but you yeah. still need to learn and adjust. So that's what I'm happy to be here to learn from other guys as well. So what, what are you learning from Elliot in, particular your first half year race so when you set your world record you're 998 and then 12 2 that was your splits right so you 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 came up you came back like a beast that second 25 that fifth day fly now you're going off the dive a 9.0 25 yard fly and you're working underwaters what are you guys working on in your strategy for the fifth day fly for doha are you are you looking to get more top end speed and do a couple more kicks on your breakout um and then finish strong what's what's the plan Oh, um, I, I just, we don't have any stage of particularly going into the race details yet because yeah. the, the main, ma- main reason now is just to get back into the feeling of racing. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is just, mm-hmm. uh, gain some confidence of what happening. Mm-hmm. And that, that's how usually, uh, mm-hmm. that, that's how it happened in the past as well. So I just do a couple races. I see the result itself in a high level because high level competition are different than training session, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to do in training session without references, you can't really just anything or doing anything what we want we just want to wake up every morning with a smile doing our like our daily cold plunge 
having great routines, uh, eating like steaks by Elo that is great food, uh, and like being happy for now. And of course, we uh, at the moment of practices we could adjust something. Of course, we counting strokes. Of course, we hope have a lot of this science work behind that. But no pressure. It's the sec- secondary part. First, get get into this beast mode shape that should be uh, going closer to the main races. And because polishing thing, polishing technique, polishing your race, it's much easier when you're in your best shapes. When you're controlling your body, controlling your race. When you can, like uh, you you told, uh, like nine eight. This was my first twenty five, and the goal was not to push at all like the goal was just to take it easy first 25 meters Mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's uh, why i managed to don't drop any speed of Mm -hmm. uh, like i have as a reference i have uh, uh, stefano nura rest in peace for him uh, Mm -hmm. analyzes uh, and was exactly the same speed from 15 breakout to the final touch i didn't drop like a single um sent in the speed was four in, in his based on his analysis was 489 488 490 the same per 10 meters and we managed to do it just through good management of the race yeah plus um good feeling of max speed as well so we trained that in the past so we were doing this 25 easy plus 10 plus 15 plus 20 max so uh, that that kind of was a process, but we started doing uh, that work after Mare Nostrum 22.53. So before Mare Nostrum was mostly freestyle-based work. So a lot of things, but we don't want to just follow and repeat. Yeah. We, we're just enjoying the journey right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a world record holder of 2.18. Now I'm different, Andre Govorov. I, uh, I have a lot of experience and I just, of course, I want to get back into the like world, highest world level stage and Compete, race, making, having fun. That that's my goal right now. No pressure at all. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Elliot. He blazed right through it, but I want to know what's the secret behind this uh, wellness routine with the <laughs> daily cold plunge and the beast mode bod and the steaks by Elliot. What are what are we cooking up? Yeah, I mean we're we're on point. Um, like I mentioned, we got a cold plunge here in the porch. We do that every day. Um, we are no alcohol, no sugar. Uh, we're eating kind of mostly a keto-based diet, but Andre will add pasta and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thursday nights is his night. We get the Ukrainian delicacy <laughs> on Thursday evenings. What's what the delicacy? It? What yeah. is it? Oh, a lot of things. Uh, of course, the, the main the main dish is borscht. It's a beetroot yeah. soup uh, based on beef or pork broth, uh, a lot of vegetables. Potato- we don't eat potatoes because of keto diet or elliot. But a lot of uh, veggies inside uh, cabbage, and you need to really make this soup with love. Every family in Ukraine know how to cook it, and uh, every family have individual recipe. Uh, also, another another uh, option it's uh, uh, called halupci. It's the cabbage wraps with a with a mashed meat inside, so uh, like minced meat inside, and uh-huh. also a lot of combinations of that. Today I a little bit explored again, like uh, uh, was um, uh, simmered veggies, beetroot, uh, carrots, onions together with a uh, chicken bites uh, <laughs> in air, air fryer. So I, I, I'm mm-hmm. cooking well. So I like to cook. It's kind of meditation for me, and I like to see smi- smiley faces of uh, Elliot's family, his wife, and him. So it's just 
nice family time together here. Hey, oh, Brian, yeah. it's, it's a Thursday night. We should have done this at the house and have some dinner after. What's going on? Huh? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. now I want to pick your brain because I started messing with the air fryer. So I got to know what uh, Ukrainian secrets Oh, shrimps, shrimps. I have a great recipe for shrimps and air fryer. Oh, they're amazing. Like fish, oh, just man. number one. I can't do shrimp. Not a shrimp guy. I am. Sorry about well, that. Well, get behind these veggies and um, wait. Oh, oh, go on. The, the cold plunge. How long for the cold plunge? Oh, no pressure as well. Uh, we just do as much as you can hold comfortably. And the idea be beside that is not just uh, extremely to give you some recovery patterns or something. We just want to have this discipline uh, that um, mentally can help you with the discipline daily. Plus, um, let's say immunity spark. So no time limits. Like if it also depends on the temperature, sometimes it's zero degrees Celsius. That is just almost an icy water. You don't want to stay so long, but sometimes it's just a little bit like 10 or 11, you stay longer. No pressure, mostly about, again, enjoyment and no limitations or no no challenges on the outside of the pool. Challenges is when you really need to do them. Uh, now it's more, let's say, healthy lifestyle that makes you a little bit more happier and healthier. Yeah. You brought up some stuff. That's it. I'm going to switch back to the racing mindset and the U of 2018, the U of 2024. I'm six years. That's massive. Um, when Manadu was about to break his uh, win the 53 gold, the last thing that G James Gibson told him as he walked out the ready room was just have fun and smile. And Flo walked out there and he's only one smiling and relaxed and, and you know, he won, right? We know. Um, and that was the mindset he was at. And that's how he approached his race. That's all he focused on was just smiling and relaxing and got him to his gold. Um, Elliot and Andre, how, how, how would you approach now at age 31 you know, uh, being on on another world championships final next to my boy Dylan Carter, and where you at? How do I know you're about to swim fast? Where you at, Andre? Um, you know, it's always easy when you're in the top of the world and breaking the world records. It's very easy to compete. You probably know that you're gonna win, and you not challenge anyone except yourself. And that's um, that's a struggle with um, athletes who have been on top of the world to race later, not being as in a great shape as before not being uh, as well as before that's a struggle and i think that's what i faced uh, in tokyo that's uh, i i felt that i'm the human more than ever because uh, in tokyo was uh, or in tokyo sorry in um, fukuoka in tokyo uh, in fukuoka and worlds uh, was very strange worlds for me the first time i was not in this in the final in the uh, high level competitions i've been always somewhere like i've been in semis and finals all my life i never been yeah. that that bad and what happened, what is the difference uh, is uh, at first, I never had that slow start, meaning after the signal, after the second signal to the take your marks, it took 18 seconds. And I'm going early to the block down. And I'm about to just standing up and just what's going on. And they're giving me take your marks in the 50 butterfly the first day of competitions. And, and then I just jump. <laughs> And I forgot to breathe in and I created a vacuum inside my lungs. I'm doing underwater and I just recognize I need to get my breathing early somehow. And I do three, four strokes and I'm taking a breath and this vacuum just got all the water inside my lungs. Never had this. I never had this in a young, young uh, competitions, junior. I never had these mistakes ever in my life. Wow. And I swam 20... 343, I think, in that time, yeah. trying to breathe seven or eight times. 
like I've been trying to do every stroke breathing and like oxygen was not coming into my lungs. And I, I missed semifinal for zero, zero, one. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad race happens, huge mistake, a lot of pressure on the start. Start is my kind of the point sometimes that I'm not really confident in the start right now. And then because of that, I'm going into 53. That was my main event trying to do Olympic cut. And I decide to do an opposite. I'm going to just wait as more as I can, go last to the block. And at that time, they, they did a completely opposite. They, they just made this it's it quicker. And because of that, I got also a little bit out of my mind. And I couldn't control my stroke. I couldn't feel good. I couldn't feel racing. So mental part, I think that's when uh, you need to work more on the mental part and try to find your peace with your race. Try to avoid this pressure. Try to enjoy what you're doing because competitions are made for, it's a celebration of uh, your work you've done. So just let it flow. For me, it wasn't the case. For me, that was the first time that I was putting so much pressure on myself, trying to make this Olympic cut early to have more time to prepare to Olympics. And that's what happened. I just swam 22-1 again, like far far from 22-2, so far from the result I expected. In the trainings, I swam faster. 50 fly was like 22s a couple of times in the training, uh, 21s uh, many times in training. Uh, but, you know, it's uh, that's what it is. Mental part is, I think, is the most important right now nowadays, mostly when all these dopamine addictions like uh, phones, yeah. a lot of things that really bother you, bother your sleep, bother your things. So I had these difficulties and I'm working on them right now. That's why cold plunge is helping. Cold plunge gives you a discipline to control yourself. And then it's easier to avoid phone. It's easier to control your outer parts. Just to follow some things, doing something that you don't like, you go through, then you get, um, because what is how cold water works, it just drops your temperature. But when you hit, it, hit yourself up, the dopamine gets up. And now you have a reward doing something difficult and yeah. heavy. And you can use this pattern with the phone just stopping the phone before that usually it gets into your mind too, for too long. So a lot of these things that I learned with Elliot right now, and I think that could help. Let's see. I don't want to put any any big words, but what I want to just go go to compete right now and enjoy. That That's the thing. Uh, first of all, thank you for speaking from, from here. And um, we've had countless Olympic champions and world record holders talk about the mindset they have. And they have all spoken to similar veins to what you had. But nobody's spoken as beautiful as you said. Competition is a celebration of the work you've put in. That's gold. Um, so, Elliot, the question for you is how do you approach coaching an athlete? He comes to check in you, he's, he's going to the ready room, the last words, and you've worked with some of the chillest people, Tony Irvin, Ben Proud. You've worked, I mean, how do you approach it? Is it on an athlete by athlete basis? Do you read the room? Are you prepared for that moment, that last moment? Yeah, I mean, my coaching style, I guess, is a mix between Michael Scott and Ted Lasso, to where I may just crack a joke or say something or uh, play a little game real quick. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, we've already been talking for a week. Like, there are no questions. There's only answers. Like, answer-based mindset. So um, I just try to make the experience convenient for them. If you need an espresso, let me get that for you, bro. It's like, you free, you, yep, the bus leaves at 1030. We got to be there at 1030. Right. Um, you know, just kind of make sure everything's set up correctly. And, you know, these guys are so good. They'll take care of it. And yeah. um, 
So I try to, you know, keep it light and fun and fresh. And that's what we're all about. Speaking of fun and light and fresh. So we'd asked our audience for some questions before the show and your buddy Millerad Kavich wants to know what's your favorite video game, Andre? Give us oh, the back uh, on that. Look, I, I used to play a lot in that, like, not now i'm a little bit like staying away from computer gaming and all of this stuff but i used to play um uh, mmorpg if you know what is what is that uh it's role play gaming online so you have your characters and you just play a lot for get your character better and better i used to play it a lot in the past like lion age uh in let's say five seven ten years ago i've been playing that uh, but the most game i was very very competitive with the name of this game is dota is like dota 2 and dota as well i've been playing so good that i've been like i think in the european ranking top 1000 something like that <laughs> so i'm quite competitive there as well and it was something to switch off my mind uh so because it's a strategy game and you're not thinking about the sport at that time and uh, you also can express your emotions there freely and yeah i used to play a lot well, what are these Nothing college more, kids though. into now? You're the you're the old man in the in the college environment. What are what are what are they into now? What are these? What are the games? What are the social norms that you're like? What what makes you feel old? <laughs> uh, honestly, like I I get surprised. I know more about games than they do. <laughs> <laughs> they more into TikTok stuff, these video shorties and all of this stuff. Or, or but what what have um, they they just having these apps that. Uh, uh, like not Instagram anymore. They have another app that they just leave pictures or something. So uh, kind of Snapchat, chat, something new, new apps. I don't remember the name of those apps. So that's the only thing I'm probably not into. So if I, I can add to that. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Elliot. <laughs> you know, for all, for any swimmers and coaches out there, um, it's, you know, during this taper and rest time, we encourage to switch those video games off, especially competitive ones. Hmm. Uh, taper is a hmm. lifestyle. Right. Mm -hmm. We may see you at the pool for just two to four hours a day. What are you doing the 22 or 24 hours the rest of the day? If you're putting all of your mindset and energy into competition in a game, we want to save that like a jack in the box for the actual swimming competition. So if you're a gamer and you want to still game, I'd say do something like a, a puzzle or a journey game or something like that. But let's not do anything where it's battle and there's a winner and a loser. Let's let's save that for the pool during these important times. There we go. I like it. All right. Speaking of uh, other wisdom and bright ideas that you've got, you mentioned that you guys are developing some swimming equipment, training tools. What Tell us about that. What's the story? Well, we've been using a, a few and um, Andre has really enjoyed one of them. It really just came out. Um, so we got them here. First, for as far as like video review, this is the athlete camera system. And this is it. There are no wires. Whoa. You, set, you set this on the side of the pool, and you could mirror it uh, through an app to a TV. There's one button so we can get a head on. I can walk around, put it on the side. You could have four different views on the TV screen. This is it. No wires. Whoa, sick. You know Luke needs one, right? He's our resident EV guy. Go ahead. No, you know guy. who needs one? The NCAAs need one. We need to have underwater cameras for all those underwater kicks. We need to have so much more. We need to know what's going on underwater, not just from a coaching perspective, which you're working on, but a fan perspective. Let's see well, what's wait. happening there. Not if, the, not if the result is the same as that U.S. Nationals or whatever, where they had all the breaststroke DQs. We don't. Oh yeah, that. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But um, I agree with you. That's cool. What what's the, what was the idea behind that? And yeah. like, what's your what's your journey and technical expertise in developing that? Mm. Uh, well, I didn't make it. However, we're helping them, you know, make it better as far as cool. the software and what coaches and swimmers right. may want. So it's athlete, athlete.com. And, um, again, just no wires. This is it. And you can Sweet. place it wherever you want. And the, um, usability of it is extremely user friendly and we love it. And then the second, maybe you guys have seen <clears throat> the, the EO handsets. Yeah. No. Yep. Yeah. So you put them on here and it's got mm -hmm. sensors all over it and it'll Bluetooth um, information to your phone pretty instantly. And I'll let Andre speak more on it. We just had um, Mike Bottom here at Queens yeah. and he was working with the EO handset and Andre and feeding back a lot of data um, regarding his freestyle. Uh, yeah, uh, like I've been working with those types of devices many years and uh, I had a lot of people approaching me with the different brands. I don't want to mention them right now, but beside you uh, and always the difficulty was to uh, use it, let's say, in a in an easy way for both coach and athlete uh, or it to, would take a lot of time for you to upload the data or it would take you like uncomfortable positions to just, oh, OK, you you, you you just do your best set possible and you need to stay like that. I mean, how can I recover myself in 15 seconds rest of 225s if I need to keep my arms like that? Mm -hmm. It was in the past. Now it was very, very, very good. Uh, this, this EO set is more comfortable to uh, to keep it in, in your palm that you don't really worry that's going to sleep or something. It's not like a pedal. It's something that is just not affecting your stroke very much. It's just very nice tool at tracking your stuff. And what I learned by that uh, Mike Bottom is a very nice coach that he can um, interpret your data into what's really actually happening to your stroke and what can be useful and easy to fix. What he found out that um, the difference between my right and left stroke, that I'm just slightly, um, let's say, I'm slightly decreasing the power of ending of my stroke on the left hand than on the right. And because of that, creates hesitation between left and right. And this hesitation could cost me 002003 points of every stroke, just the hesitation. That's so just in freestyle. In freestyle, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't do fly yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, uh, was no, no time for that. But uh, yeah. in freestyle, uh, just by fixing my, not usually people see hesitation and what they say, they just, okay, work on your tempo, work on your uh, like timings and routine. Uh, swimming routine but that's not what is actually happening you need to see what's causing this problem and that's the device that can teach you and help you to find what is a real mistake just because i was not able to end my stroke properly in the right direction could create a hesitation on the recovery and of another stroke so that that's why it's uh, uh, very important sometimes to analyze with the not sometimes but i'm pretty suggesting it to everyone that even the best athlete, the fastest athlete in the world can find, uh, imagine just zero, zero, two points mm -hmm. every stroke that you can fix just by increasing mm -hmm. your ending of the stroke of another, like mm -hmm. on, another, on one hand. And it's just a fraction of power, fraction of work. So you, of course you need someone, someone who can analyze these data and, uh, uh, or maybe your coach can adjust for that and uh, see what's happening. But it's always essential to uh, find these small details that can can be easily fixed. So oh, that, I, I really enjoy that work. 
I wish that tool was around uh, when I was swimming because for sure that resonates with me, the imbalance between left and right. And there were areas of my my left arm pull is, is often the case, especially for like 100 or 200 freestyles. Like in the 50 free, it might not vary as much, although there can be some variability, but it's super common in kind of a loping stroke, especially people that only breathe to one side to then have a, just a different technique in general, different depth. Uh, different finish through the stroke and I knew that there was a difference in mine to the point that like if I were to breathe to my left instead of my right I'm not able to hold water all the way through um, on my right hand whereas I can with my left and I I recognized that there was an imbalance there but I couldn't quite get to the bottom of like what was the root cause of it and and how to fix it but that's interesting what you're saying Uh, you're saying that uh, sometimes people to 100 and 200 have this imbalanced stroke and I'm not sure that they really need to change it. Maybe they just need to change the direction of pulling instead of changing their tempo or timing. I think timing is very important for athletes to keep because they're training on that timing. Imagine that you're training whole time uh, as your race pace in one timing, and then you go racing and you stop doing that. It's probably going to cause drop of your speed. But maybe instead of that, you keep being like one-sided swimmer, just one, like you, you're breathing on one side, but instead of trying to fix that you're just fixing your underwater part and also my vision on freestyle doesn't matter like straight arm freestyle uh, sprinting or bending arms it doesn't really matter at all what matters what is happening underwater because uh, people a lot of people like seeing swimming from outside they they just uh, start to say oh the straight arm speed is the fastest one we need to improve we need to move everyone to the straight arm swing Honestly, I'm I'm sure that the recovery is the last thing you need to focus on, uh, because the only what moves yourself through the water is what's happening underwater. Everything yeah. happening underwater. Of course, yeah. recovery can be is is important part. But if you're gonna focus only on the recovery, uh, or if you're gonna focus a lot of on the recovery, it's not gonna change much. Right. Uh, and this device can help you really to analyze and to understand what's happening underwater. And I have an example of uh, pr- probably you was not really paying attention on that guy. This is a Ukrainian boy. He's 20, 21. And he swam like 21-7 last, uh, last years. Uh, but if you check his first 15, his first 15 is, I think, is the slowest of everyone in the competitions. He's doing like 578 or something. And he managed to swim 21-7 with 578. So if this guy would have Dressel start right now, he would swim 21-0. But his head, if you this is uh, Vlad Buchov from Ukraine, but his head is like completely like looking straight while he's swimming. <clears throat> so it's a lot of options how to be fast in the water, and huh. uh, uh, just search for this. Search for this guy races. Yeah. How how he's ending his second half speed is faster than every everybody. Like I think he would he would maintain the same speed as Makivoy this this season, but uh-huh. just because his start is five seventy eight. He's so much behind. He need to break through all yeah. these waves, and he's light. He's tall and light, and he he's always asking me for helping him of the on the underwaters. But I'm not an expert, so <laughs> I mean, uh, and uh, he's trying. But uh, I think considering of um, high performance swimming underwater and propulsion, that's what should be more focused. Like everyone need to focus on that area more than anything else. Doesn't matter straight arm you're doing or bent arm. That just doesn't really matter. Yeah, 
I, I got two things. One, I got to give Elliot, you got to get some shade here. So when you were talking about your, your video camera system, I was immediately thinking about Michigan and how amazing the facility at Michigan is that, that Mike set up last few years that you can get instant feedback on his video. You can be swimming, touch the wall and see right away. I mean, my day, it took us four weeks to get a process at the Kodak lab. I'm joking, but it took forever. And then you <laughs> drop Mike, you drop Mike bottom, the, 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 you know, the guru of spring coaching, you know, and, and so, uh, you can't just drop Mike Bossman and just like that, Elliot. Um, <laughs> but, but Andre, um, ten years ago today, I um, I, I I I just got a video on my Facebook of me doing a video shoot because at the time I was working with George Bovell. He was a fifty freestyler at the time, and and this is us doing a video shoot with George. Okay, and because I'm I'm in I'm mm-hmm. in a video shoot. I'm a filmmaker, and I wanted George to do a breakout at exactly this point for the camera's focal length because I wanted in slow motion for him to break the surface exactly this point. And he kept missing it. He, he would miss it by like two centimeters. And like, I need three centimeters breakout earlier. Boom, he nailed it. The next day in practice, Luke, look at my recovery. Oh, I think your angle is like a little bit off. He adjusted his angle by two degrees. At 31 years old, 32 years old, George, you guys are so amazing at making these slight, precise adjustments to your stroke that prove dividends like you're talking about. May you give me an example of maybe something you worked on recently with Elliot that 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 has, has shown a change in your stroke that you didn't realize before. You're still learning, you're talking about. You have the knowledge and the maturity as an elite swimmer to make these precise changes and you believe it should prove dividends. Is there something you've done recently? Oh yeah, like one of the examples I told you before that this kick, yeah. like a uh, kick that keep the knees together, uh, not not necessarily mm-hmm. that you need to stack them together, but keep them that avoiding this hole between your hips that's water coming through. Uh, th- this technical aspect was really surprising me. Same was the, with this uh, EO uh, data that. Uh, I know that maybe my shoulder was injured before and I got through the recovery process, but uh, at the end, it showed up that while I was thinking about the recovery again, Mike Bottom told me about the ending of the stroke and he showed yeah. me some drills for that for and couple of drills and then boom, I have this. So this is interesting part. That yeah, you want to describe, describe those drills because they're pretty yeah. good? Uh, those drills are uh, based... Uh, like we, we we love to split like we love to do, do drills like splitting in three directions catch pull and push mm-hmm. so and this is going to be push drill that you take the mat ball and uh, things like the uh, floating mat ball that is not going to sink of course yeah. and you just keep it in your hand like that and you're finishing with the triceps but you want that is just going straight behind you it is not going to go right or left and you just want that is just going to end up right behind you and you're not doing full stroke you're just keeping it like like t-rex you know like this okay. and you're just you're just finishing just one oh, time yeah, and you yeah, see yeah, the, yeah. the direction of ball yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, those muscles like finisher finishers like yeah, that you use them on muscle ups use them on push-ups they are have significant um uh, let's say power of uh, using the whole force you produced into the ending and the, into the right point but you also should do not not up like you should like use the, uh, the the palms and all your hand into the right direction. So that that this drill teach you uh, mm-hmm. and uh, because the ball it's round, you can't really have this heavy ball. Uh, you can't use this ball against the gravity much. So you need to really press it 
into press it and it's going to give you this sensation of more resistance but also you need to balance it because it's like spinning rotating and it needs to end up right behind you so this is um we call it in my life is cognitive drills that is works into your undermine that you don't really you don't think much because it's new for you you just do something but it works with your undermine and then over time it's just going to get some little it's going to give you some mark mm-hmm. uh, and after after a while it's just going to be better and better controlled not by your own self but by your technique automatically so that's that's the idea behind that and i can- hey, Andre, are you going to coach I know you mentioned something about like a, a future in politics uh, at some point, but what's 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 long term for you? How long are you going to swim? Are you going to coach? Uh-huh. What do you want to do? Oh, look, uh, the thing is, uh, I've never been into coaching. Let's say I'm I'm I I'm I'm not sure that I would be patient enough to work with uh, guys long term. Let's say. But I, I can I, I'm consider myself a, like a swimming consultancy, like having a service of swimming consultancy soon, just because I, I, I believe that I can use all this knowledge I have that I'm not just going to uh, throw knowledge into the people. I just going to adjust to them because I can see what uh, people can have in their needs of swimming. But in long term, I've been I've been having just dream about politics in the past and uh, having a business in Ukraine, but all is gone. Now, um, my, let's say, short, long-term goal is to move to United States soon. And that, that's kind of the goal and just create the life from zero right here. Wow. And um, the area sport, of course, at the beginning, probably doing a lot of clinics, uh, sharing knowledge, making some uh, financial stuff, because again, from ze- everything from zero right now. Uh, and uh, that, that's kind of a goal. But coaching as a coach daily, pretty sure not if Helping i can somebody. add to that let's um let's get him over yeah. to the united states and then uh see if 50 is here around in the 2028 olympics didn't they already vote on that or is that is that still on the like an option on the table uh i think i think we just need to um you know open water is, is an issue nobody watch it uh let's <laughs> just uh uh, let's just, uh, you know, the long distance guys got their 800, 1.5 uh, already in Olympics. So just give us a piece. Give, give, give me some like chance to swim a little bit more. <laughs> I, I would keep swimming if the 50 butterfly is on the list in the Olympics. You and Nick uh, Oh, yeah. I, I just, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be in the best shape ever in my life with the 50 fly going to be. You're going to see some some crazy good results because it's going to be the thing that I love to do. That is my blood. This is natural that I have. Uh, it's a talent plus uh, inspiration. 50 flights, something that I have, uh, you know, just naturally. Hey, what, plus you'd, be, would, you'd be 35 or 36. We know a guy. Anthony's, Anthony's, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony showed it already. And, uh, you know, one of why, the reasons why we are very good with Elliot, because with me and Anthony had the same time in the semifinal and that, in the in the Rio Olympics, we had twenty one forty six in the semifinal together. So, age is just a number. Just please, <laughs> just put the fifties in the Olympics. That's gonna make Olympics more perspective, in my opinion. Then, yeah, he, I couldn't be more aligned with you as somebody who finished my career with fifty butterfly being my best event. Uh, you know, gotta gotta have it especially in a country that doesn't care at all about fifties um, starting mm-hmm. to, but uh, let's, let's put some priorities on the sprint. Can we, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. 
All right. People start sprinting, you know, it's healthy. It's, it's a healthy way to, 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 to lose some weight guys. Yeah. You're like if you want to lose the weight, go sprinting. And that's probably people should learn. And maybe it's going to be a, a, a yeah. tool to put pressure on the Olympic uh, committee to just add it on. But, you know, yeah, but don't think it's going to be yeah. easy because it's not oh, easy. No, no, it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not I, easy. I, I mean, no, come on, guys. Like, you still need to have the aerobic base to swim fast. So. <laughs> All right. I got no, we, we got a couple finishing questions. First, a few rapid for Andre, and then I got one for you, Elliot. Um, all right, Andre, what's what's the hardest race in swimming? 53. Olympic gold or world record? World record. Do you pee in the pool? I prefer not to. <laughs> when do you actually think the 50s are going to be in the Olympics? I think it's going to be the next uh, LA. All right. Have you ever cried in practice? I puke. I didn't cry. <laughs> What's the best swim you ever saw live? Oh, that's a good question. I don't like swimming too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but let's say let's say uh, I've been impressed by Popovich. I've been impressed by Popovich. Mm. Hundred freestyle right. world record. Um, my favorite pool um, world mm. record. So Popovich hundred free. All right, you're going to be in this final, but what does it take to win the 50 free in Paris? 21-11. 21-11. Do we see a 20-point this year? Out of Olympics, maybe. All right. Uh, and this last one is for Elliot. You mentioned the social kick, doing 400, 400 yards of social kick a day. Obviously, that is great news to hear, and we encourage as much social kick as possible. What's the story behind that? Uh, well, with the with the college team, believe it or not, as much as they see and hang out with each other when they get to the pool, it's they're still extremely chatty, right? And just want to <laughs> hang out. So this is this is their time. Like, please don't pay attention, chat it up, you know, enjoy your four hundred social kick. There's no interval, but after that, you know, we have your full attention and it's business time. So every workout, four hundred social kick with fins. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah. Love it. Awesome. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Looking forward to seeing the results at Worlds. Thanks for dropping some wisdom on us, as always. And, um, yeah, good to good to have Let's have a song. We have a song. Oh, yeah. We have a song. Oh, yeah. Too. I was going to ask you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's hear it. Uh, let's just, the thing is, I don't know how the mics works. I'm going to do the beatbox, and Elliot, we're going to just sing a song. The thing is, if it's going to like well, wait how far how far apart are you guys can you just pop into the other room and do it sound check come on yeah we can hear him fine <laughs> all right nice we ready to go okay. is it good yeah it good? okay ready? all right hit it andre stream line i lost my mind i got caught up on the lane line that's all fine because i had a great time Coming up with this silly little rhyme by swimming and swimming real fast. And you know, I'm going to have a blast. Your social kick. Check it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear anything. But... Thanks for hanging out, boys. Amazing. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Social Kick. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it. And be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
Follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick. And you can find all of our content on our website at thesocialkick.com.